0: what is up everybody welcome to the we don't want to grow up podcast i'm pete and this is my beautiful wife and co-host stacy
1: that's me (laughs) so since it's christmas is the, season it is
0: the season to talk
1: about toys, yes. even though we talk about them all the time. We thought that we should talk about what items that you would be looking for, that you would be circling or earmarking in the JCPenney's catalog or the Toys R Us catalog. Mm. So I need to know, even though I can probably guess.
0: Well, there was like this five year stretch that I really, really wanted a power wheel. Yeah. They were always in that JCPenney's catalog. They were like 200 dollars back then. Were so they really that much money? They were so much money. That's funny. But I, I never got one. always wanted one. Aw. So that would be a definite for a good many years. Yeah. Uh, also, the yush for me. <laughs> I had my Star Wars toys. I had G.I. Joe, Transformers. But then I had some not normal things for me where... I asked for a science kit one year, and I got it. Where, yeah. Was I that mean,
1: because you saw a picture of it and thought it looked cool?
0: Yeah, and I was yeah. very interested in science. I wanted right. to perform these experiments. It came with a the frog. The things
1: that you might never have thought about. Granted, they had commercials and stuff, and we actually watched commercials back then. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> but I got to dissect a frog.
1: A real frog?
0: Yeah, it was in formaldehyde. It smelled atrocious. And they sent
1: it, it to you? They gave it to a child? In the science
0: kit, yes. In the science kit. What? And it had instructions written out on how to dissect this frog. Most people never
1: did that until high school. That's (laughs) crazy. This
0: was probably third, fourth grade, I think. But yeah, like you you pull the frog out of this like glass tube.
1: And they gave that to a child.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I loved it. That's not all. That wasn't like the focus of the science kit. There was like a microscope and bacteria and stuff that came in slides. You could make your own slides. I
1: just didn't know they gave that.
0: Yeah, it came with a real children. F- I mean, a deceased right. but real frog. Wow. I think I brought it into school too afterwards <laughs> to show everybody on this piece of cardboard that they sent me. I never got to do that in my school school. Oh. So what were you circling?
1: What was I not circling? <laughs> but I think mostly Barbie things, you know, definitely like a Barbie dream house. Yeah. That's the Was ultimate- that the tall
0: one with like the elevator?
1: No. Not Well, not the one that I had, hmm. but the one I had was a hand me down from my sister from the 70s.
0: I don't know when I was. I know from.
1: the one that you're talking about.
0: Had the yellow elevator on the string. Yeah, and, could...
1: and my house was yellow and orange, but I know what we're talking about. I don't think that mine had the elevator, though. Okay. But also the pool, the Barbie McDonald's playset.
0: I've never seen that, but oh. I would love to see it.
1: It had like little miniature fry boxes. Really? And Hamburger boxes and stuff like that. It was amazing. We did have that. You had that? Yeah, but I wanted it. Yeah. I'd circle it. Right. <laughs> um, also, the Barbie Make Me Pretty heads. It was like from the shoulders oh, up. Do you know what i mean? I remember about? that, yes. My Where sisters had that. their heads were almost like life-size. And you could do makeup you could do and hair, hair, right? Yeah.
0: Or maybe just hair, not makeup.
1: I think they maybe gave you like fake makeup so it seemed like you were doing her makeup. I don't yeah. think you could actually... Put the makeup on her.
0: I wonder if that's what they had. I know they had something... you could do
1: her hair, for sure. And that was a lot of fun.
0: Is that how you would learn how to braid?
1: That's how you could learn how to braid, yeah. Is that what you did? I don't know if that's where I learned. Hmm. I'm not sure. But loved her. Also, I mean, like, the Love A Lot Care Bear, you know, where the Care Bears lived? Yeah. I did eventually get that, too, but I know I circled that.
0: Was that, like, like, their carrying case?
1: Yeah, it was like a carrying case, but had know, that
0: slide on it. Yeah, it had yeah. the
1: rainbow slide. Yeah.
0: It's like Grayskull for He-Man. Right. It was also a carrying case because it split in half.
1: Okay. I think that My Little Pony Castle might have been like that too. And the People house.
0: Like the People toys? Yeah. Forgot about Remember the house toys. and like the, the barn? Yeah, I forgot about People toys. I loved those. We had a lot of People toys. I
1: think I played with those more when I was like preschool age.
0: I wonder when People toys died off.
1: I don't know, like working in childcare, we still had them, but of course they were from the 80s or but anyway, those are just a few things. I mean, there's so much. There's so many many things to choose from. Right. But that's what I'm circling this week. I like it. (laughs) So it is the Christmas season. The most wonderful time. Before there was the most wonderful, precious, amazing baby Yoda. There was Gizmo.
0: There was Gizmo. McQuain. So it's 1984. This is still on the list of Christmas movies. Best Christmas movies. It's
1: hilarious when yeah. you think about it.
0: Right. So it's it's considered a Christmas movie, but it is a horror comedy for sure. And that's what they labeled it, you know, Chris Columbus who wrote it.
1: Another Chris Columbus. Yep.
0: Spielberg who was the executive producer. Right. Joe Dante directed it definitely a horror film it was set at christmas time. it was set at christmas time yeah a funny horror film which was kind of becoming a thing at that time period so it stars zach galligan as billy <laughs> who's also in uh, the second gremlins the new batch
1: he reminds me so much of a young andy cohen
0: yeah you were going to show me a photo oh i know
1: i never of did a young andy cohen should i show you right now
0: yeah let's see it I'll go through who else is in it. Phoebe Cates, who I thought was Phoebe Cates. <laughs> Don't remember being Phoebe Cates. And you're like I thought what? you
1: were kidding. No,
0: I, that's what I thought her name was.
1: <laughs> like today, you thought that's what her name was, or back in the day, you thought it was Phoebe. Have back you... in
0: the day, I thought it was. Phoebe okay, Cates. now
1: you understand that's not an actual name.
0: Yes, <laughs> even though there's an O in it.
1: That's how Phoebe is spelled.
0: <laughs> she plays Kate Berenger. She's also in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which I've never seen what shag and drop dead fred which is one of your favorites
1: i love it so much
0: you got Hoyt axton as rand Peltzer. that's the dad he's the inventor okay so right now she's showing me a photo of a young andy cohen and that is definitely zach galligan
1: right who is
0: it i I don't know who's who
1: (laughs) (laughs) but he he definitely looks like him
0: he does absolutely he
1: has that curly hair yeah anyway sorry
0: then you got Francis Lee McCain as Lynn Peltzer, who she played the mom in this and played the mom in a lot of shows. Professional movies. mom. A pro mom. She's Kevin Bacon's mom in Footloose mm-hmm. and Leah Thompson's mom in Back to the Future. Crazy. And then Judge Reinhold, who <laughs> plays a big old D. Hay, <laughs> <It's laughs> Gerald Hopkins, who works at the bank. You'll know him from Beverly Hills Cop and Fast Times at Ridgemont High.
1: So he and Phoebe were friends.
0: (laughs) Him and (laughs) Phoebe. Phoebe Cates. Yeah, Polly Holiday as Ruby. Best name ever. Phoebe?
1: No, Polly Holiday. Polly Holiday. (laughs) And Phoebe.
0: Yes. Polly Holiday is Ruby Deagle. (laughs) She's the mean lady of the movie. She's coming into the bank. Mrs. Deagle. Yes, Mrs. Deagle. She like butts in front of everybody in line, wants to straight up murder Billy's dog.
1: She's like Mrs. Hannigan from Annie or she would be like Ebenezer Scrooge.
0: Yeah. She played Flo- on the sitcom Alice.
1: Yeah, which is so funny because I was thinking the whole time that she looked familiar, but I didn't realize that was where I knew her from.
0: And then a young Corey Feldman. He
1: was in everything, wasn't he?
0: He was, but I feel like this was one of his earlier works as far as movies go. Right. Uh, So he plays Pete Fontaine. And then the iconic voice of Howie Mandel... As Gizmo, which
1: I forgot that Howie had done it.
0: I didn't realize it either that it was Howie.
1: I did know that, but until I read it, I was like, "Oh
0: yeah." What was the cartoon that he uh made? Bobby's world. Bobby's world. Yeah. So now it makes sense when mm-hmm. I think about them. I'm like, oh wow, good yep. job, Howie. And then you had Frank Welker as Stripe, who also voiced Fred on Scooby Doo. Yep. He was Garfield on the Garfield Isn't that show. Amazing. And and I
1: knew you would be so excited. When most you
0: most importantly, Megatron and Soundwave in Transformers.
1: How cool is that?
0: That is awesome.
1: He got to play some of the coolest cartoon he did. characters ever. That well, original Stripes, voice. A cartoon, but you know
0: that original voice of Megatron is awesome. Soundwave's really cool too, but Megatron's a, that's iconic. So Gremlins. Yes. So uh, this kid Billy, he gets a gift from his dad, who's this traveling inventor. I guess yeah, maybe that was a thing.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, there are inventors.
0: <laughs> but are they like, tr- he's like traveling around like oh, trying to trade push, shows trying and like push his peddle stuff. his wares?
1: I think it is because you think about that one Uber driver we had who was like trying to get his candy off the ground that's that he true. was making and he maybe was going to trade shows. Uber,
0: yeah. But this guy was like, he was an inventor, and then he would go to shows to try to sell it and try to sell it to just anybody. every Yeah, anybody. Like the gas station right. attendant who was smoking. He's like, do I have the invention for you?
1: He's just a salesman. He's a
0: salesman. He was in Chinatown and goes to this shop to try to buy a, a gift mm-hmm. and comes across Gizmo. Buys it's like an Gizmo. antique shop, right? Yeah, it's like an antique shop mm-hmm. from this Chinese guy and his grandson, mm-hmm. I think. Ends up scamming the guy, kind of, to get Gizmo. Like, he buys him under the table from, from the, the kid. kid, yeah, because the kid knows he
1: needs money. They need money.
0: Kid knows they need money. The grandfather doesn't want to sell him because it takes a lot of responsibility to own a Mogwai. Right. Which is what Gizmo is.
1: Yes.
0: So the Mogwai come with rules.
1: Yes, and very, you better, very serious rules. Very
0: serious rules. You've got to keep them out of the sun. It'll kill him, yep, and therefore he doesn't like bright lights. Bright
1: lights, bright
0: light. Don't ever let him get wet or let him drink water. Nope, and never, ever, ever, ever feed them after midnight. Ever, yeah. So, Billy gets the Mogwai, and Corey Feldman's character, Pete, who's besmirching my name, spills the water <laughs> on Gizmo. So, all of a sudden, he starts like his back starts bubbling, pops out five new Mogwai. They're not as nice as Gizmo.
1: No, you can tell right away their energy is different.
0: They have different energy.
1: Because before this, before this happens, we see how adorable Gizmo is. Gizmo's
0: so sweet. He's singing songs. Matching pitch on the keyboard. Yeah, he's playing. Yeah, it was awesome. Love Gizmo. wants to watch tv and be a good little guy.
1: everybody wanted a gizmo yeah uh
0: so they trick billy into feeding him after midnight
1: oh yeah they like chew through the wire yeah. so that he It looks like it's, it's like 11 20 11, yeah yeah so he feeds him a bunch of chicken wings
0: he feeds him a bunch of chicken wings and then they metamorphosize into <laughs> gremlins which it is disgusting it is super gross and chaos ensues
1: mega chaos
0: there's a lot of destruction like high level destruction some mild mischief and just straight out murder. Like people die in this movie.
1: <laughs> Which I totally forgot. Yeah. The murder.
0: So this- I think I
1: blocked it out. I was so traumatized.
0: Absolutely. But this brought on the PG-13 rating because people were complaining yeah. about how violent it was. I don't there was, them. There was a PG and an R. Before this movie existed, was there no G? There was, I'm sorry, there was G as well. But I'm saying, as far as like, there there was was nothing in between. between, Yeah. So Spielberg suggested that, hey, why don't you add in like a PG-13 that there's going to be some violence, maybe a little murder. (laughs) (laughs) So you know, be wary of that. The first version of the movie was a lot darker than what was actually released. They cut a whole bunch of scenes. Uh, You had. Billy's mother dying uh, in her struggle (laughs) with the gremlins and her head is like thrown down the stairs when Billy gets to the house. (gasps)
1: Can you imagine? Yeah.
0: The the gremlins eat Billy's dog.
1: Oh, Uh, I was afraid of that the whole time, even this time, because I didn't really remember how that went down.
0: (laughs) Right. Uh, There's a scene where the gremlins attack a McDonald's and instead of eating burgers, they eat the people. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: It would make nobody want to go to McDonald's.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's a travesty
1: back in the 80s. Can't have
0: that happening. Also, instead of Stripe being a mogwai, who becomes a gremlin? Originally, there was no mogwai named Stripe. Uh, Gizmo was supposed to transform into Stripe the Gremlin. Oh
1: my god, that would have been a big mistake.
0: Yeah. So thankfully, Spielberg overruled it because he felt Gizmo was cute, and the mm-hmm. audience would want him to be present throughout the film. Good Absolutely. shot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like that's why he's iconic. Well, Gizmo <laughs> the
1: whole reason because the movie poster, right? I think just showed like Billy with Gizmo, kind of like peeking out of the backpack or something like that.
0: Yeah. So he thought it was with this cute nothing movie. about Gremlin. Right. Just <laughs> so the name Gremlins. It
1: was all so like, deceiving and parents oh, were wow. taking their children and then it's like yeah. This
0: isn't what I expected. No. They also wanted to take out the story where Phoebe Cates talks about how her dad died, where he was Santa and he was coming down the chimney but fell and broke his neck.
1: Which I have to say, I mean, I understand that they were trying to explain why she hated Christmas. Yeah. But it felt a little pointless.
0: It did. Like
1: I didn't really care about that story. I could see know? why the
0: studio wanted it out of there because like you say it was pointless and dark and yeah. didn't it didn't serve any purpose.
1: Right. Because it's not like by the end of the movie, she suddenly loved Christmas.
0: Yeah, she still hates Christmas because, it, <laughs> because like, look her at whole town thing gets murdered. Because that just
1: happened. Yeah. Right.
0: But I don't know. in Gremlins 2, there's supposedly a parody of that that happened. We need
1: to watch that. We got to watch Isn't it. Isn't it called A New Batch? Or a the New, Batch. New Batch.
0: Yep. So the Gremlins are loosely based on the folklore uh, about these mischievous creatures that caused malfunctions that was started by the British RAF. Royal Air Force in World War Two, just like actually they share that story. That
1: was okay because the guy, the drunk guy, is talking about it. Yeah, so that was like a real thing.
0: It was, and remember, he's going out to his tractor. Yeah, and it looks like there is an actual gremlin
1: in the grill, right? In
0: the grill, but that wouldn't make any sense because unless it was stripe,
1: had they already changed at that time?
0: They hadn't changed yet. Yeah, so it it has to be that it was just like a little Easter egg. Has to be, yeah. So fun fact. Spielberg has a cameo where he's riding a recumbent bike.
1: I knew that was him.
0: Yeah, you saw it and you called it. And you're like, is that Steven Spielberg? Yep. At one of the conventions that Billy's dad is at on Christmas Eve. And then there's also a moment where Stripe is hiding behind an E.T. doll in the toy store, which everyone thinks of Spielberg when you see of E.T., course. of course. yeah, yep. There's also a Gremlin cereal with Gizmo on the cover.
1: I remember that.
0: Oh, do you? I don't think yeah. I ever saw that one. Yeah. Well, they would just make a cereal out of anything, would they?
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Especially back then.
0: And there was like stickers of Stripe inside.
1: Yeah. But they wouldn't put Stripe on the box because they knew parents probably It'd wouldn't be too scary.
0: Yeah. Well, I wouldn't want a box of cereal with Stripe on the front of it either. No. He's like one of the bad guys that I just don't like. He's a bad guy. he's kind
1: of cool. Yeah. But he's bad. Yeah. I figured you would like him because you nope. love bad guys.
0: I do like bad guys, but I don't like Stripe for some reason.
1: Because he's made a gizmo.
0: Exactly. And I really like gizmo. So what are your favorite moments from the movie?
1: I think, you know, the bar scene and the movie theater scene are both so epic. There's so much going on at both of them, but they stick out in my mind almost more than anything else other than Gizmo being adorable. Right. But I mean, watching the bar scene as an adult who's been to bars is even funnier now. (laughs) <laughs> because they're just like crushing beers, they're playing poker, they're they there's a, there's out. there's a flasher. Yeah.
0: The <laughs> flasher dude. <laughs> there's
1: there's one that's just like shooting a gun and be I mean, there's so much crazy Stuff going on yeah. at this bar, and poor Phoebe Kate. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Phoebe is like trying to serve everybody, and then
0: she's actually doing quite a good job of keeping up with these. Yeah, she
1: was handling it. She
0: was, and they weren't hurting. These
1: unruly her. customers. Yeah,
0: I, I figured they were. I did think it her. was
1: weird that they weren't hurting her.
0: Well, she kept feeding them beers.
1: Right. I guess that's the only way.
0: <laughs> you can't bite the, the hand that feeds you.
1: Yeah, and then she realized though that if she. Took a picture with a Polaroid. Yeah,
0: she had a Polaroid camera. That
1: the light would make them kind of like pass out for a minute or yeah. whatever. So she was like <laughs> taking photos of everyone.
0: That's what she used to get to, out the door. To escape.
1: But the movie theater, they're watching Snow White. Yeah. <laughs> which I love because I remember watching. I think I remember watching Snow White in the theater. Really? What year did that come out?
0: 1934. Oh. <laughs> 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 Could have been a re-release. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe I think I remember watching Snow White in the theater because of Gremlins. Because of
0: Gremlins? It could be.
1: Seriously?
0: Absolutely. That that would make sense. Because they're
1: showing it in the movie theater. Right. And so, therefore, false memory, I think (laughs) I was in the theater watching Snow White. (laughs) That is hilarious. (laughs) I forgot that it came out so early. Oh, my gosh. What an idiot.
0: Actually, it's 1937, so it could still be true, not 1937.
1: (laughs) It could still be true. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I wouldn't be surprised if they did a re-release of Snow White in the theater, though.
0: Oh, absolutely. I bet you multiple times.
1: I really feel like I saw it in the theater. You probably did. But it could just because it's a movie. Yeah. Anyway, all the gremlins are there. They're all packed in like sardines and they are, you know, wiling out, like hanging from the ceiling and stuff.
0: Flying around, like jumping, throwing <laughs> popcorn, drinks.
1: It's like it's being chaos. in the theater with a bunch of 13 year olds. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the movie starts and they get so into it, like toddlers who are just mesmerized. Yeah. They're all like singing. Hi ho. Hi ho. the to work. makeup. They're so into it. And then, of course, that's where they end up getting trapped and blown up and all of that. But yeah, I just they burn love, them all alive. I just love that moment of them all like being mesmerized by Snow White.
0: Those are definitely my favorite moments as well. Yeah. I think we share yeah. favorite moments in this movie. Yeah. Because the next one that I want to list is Gizmo in the finale. <laughs> in the toy store, Yeah, he, he gets the Barbie car. The remote control Barbie car.
1: I seriously feel like I lit up like Christmas watching that scene again. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe because I had a Barbie car and I had a gizmo and there was just something about seeing the two of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, gizmo driving the Barbie car around the toy store right. that just made my little heart so happy. When I watched it, I felt like I was like seven again or five again. I guess I would have been five.
0: There was a bunch of toys in there too. Like there yeah. was the Barbie and the Rocker stage, I think. <laughs>
1: yeah, we were we kept pausing it to look at all yeah, the toys. We were looking
0: at the toys. It was it was real cool.
1: Oh, I wish I could remember all the ones we saw. And they were I like know. games and stuff. Yeah. That's the best part. Cause I remember we did that with when we watched uh, Child's Play. Yes. In October, we would pause because they're in the toy store and you just look at all the things that are on the shelf. And it's stuff that we would have seen when we were kids. So, yeah, really w- cool. we
0: did that in uh, Adventures in Babysitting as well. Yeah, her, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, he's driving that Barbie car around. He's got his little Santa hat on.
1: So cute. Yeah, his
0: little noises are awesome. What's funny is I was like, when is the part where he's Rambo? And I was like, <gasps> oh, that, that must that be. Out? No, that must be the second movie.
1: I do ha- remember that.
0: Because there's a, definitely a part.
1: Where he's got the bandana on, right? Yeah, he's
0: got a bow and arrow. He's definitely Rambo, but it's got to be the second movie.
1: Okay. Or is that Mandela effect?
0: Well, we'll watch the second movie and we'll (laughs) We'll find out because we both both remember that. Because I was waiting for it in the first movie. I was like, I picture him shooting Stripe into the fountain with his suction cup bow and arrows. Absolute false memory. That is not what happens.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I, maybe we did see the second movie. I don't remember watching it, but maybe it'll like bring up some memories for I, us. I, I
0: probably have and just don't really recall yeah. it. So this was filmed on a Universal backlot, and the snow was fake because we were talking we were about trying that. to figure
1: that out. Yeah. I was like, "There's no way that's real because there weren't leaving footprints, right. and there's no way they would have if they hadn't been leaving footprints. It would have meant it was ice, and exactly. they weren't slipping.
0: Yeah, like we were <laughs> checking the the roads out as the cars drove by, and I was like, "That is definitely not real snow.
1: Yeah." <laughs> Oh, and they, like, closed the car door and nothing fell off.
0: Yeah, it was, like, glued on snow. Right. You're like, you close that door, snow's flying. Like, maybe it could be iced up like that, but not in the form that they had it.
1: Oh, my gosh. That makes me think about being in New York. Mm Mm-hmm. At Christmas time and like trying to it was like during an ice storm, I think one time that we were there walking from the car to your brother's door.
0: It was treacherous.
1: It was like a a skating rink.
0: Well, the the first worry is that you'll just slip a little bit and like hurt your back because I've done that as a child. Yeah. Like thrown my back out. That ice is so slick. Mm -hmm. It's dangerous. So that's like the first worry. Yeah. Second worry is that you fall and hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. Third worry is you fall and like crack your head because this stuff is solid. It's
1: like me getting out of the hot tub that time.
0: Yes. Got out of the hot tub that one time and just bit it.
1: I got a concussion. Absolutely. I immediately started throwing up. Yeah.
0: It was awful. Just from a little bit of ice. Ice is dangerous. That was
1: like two or three years ago. It was. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) sidebar. Did you have, I'm sure you had a lot of white Christmases growing up being in New York.
0: Yeah, it was an aberration not to have a white Christmas.
1: The first time I went up there with you, though, no snow. It was no snow. like Christmases here, like in the 60s. Well,
0: you got to remember, I left in 96. Yeah. So, <laughs> climate <laughs> change. So, it's changed a little bit since then, mm-hmm. where uh, they, they still get snow. Uh, but it was, I only remember like one or two Christmases while growing up. That you didn't have it. That we didn't have snow. Now, it wasn't always snowing. So the snowing part was always unique because, uh, I mean, I would enjoy that. Especially like the night before Christmas on Christmas Eve. Yeah. You're going to bed and the street lights are shining through your bedroom window. It's
1: like a Christmas story.
0: It is exactly like a Christmas story. That's exactly what it feels oh, like. That's what it looked like. So, I mean, you just see these, sometimes it's like those big, thick flakes, which I love. And you're just like, oh, I can't wait to open my presents at 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah. And I'd have to wait until noon sometimes. What? My mom would stay up until like 4 a.m. wrapping gifts. And then we'd have to wait for them to wake up in the morning. What? While she would have, or they would, I'm sorry, not just she. She and my dad would have so many gifts downstairs. So I would wake up.
1: I can imagine just from seeing what it's like as an adult.
0: It was was even more. Wow. I'd go downstairs. I'd see literally a room full of presents, knowing that a fifth of them are for me. (laughs) (laughs) And having to wait. Those hours while my parents, I mean, rightfully they slept in, you know, they're up till 4 a.m.
1: That is a household of the parents being in control.
0: Yeah, they were in control (laughs) because I wanted to open those so bad. I know.
1: I mean, not that my parents weren't in control, but like Christmas morning.
0: You'd go wake them up.
1: We went and woke them up.
0: We'd go try and they would be like, nope.
1: (laughs) That is funny.
0: (laughs) Generally, we probably opened around like 10 o'clock. Yeah. But it was hard to wait those four hours.
1: I feel like we were probably, especially when I was young. Opening them at like seven or
0: eight. That's when I would have wanted to open them. I feel like that's a good time frame. And there's probably quite a few that we did.
1: Our bedrooms were like in the back in the hallway. Yeah. All three of them. Right. And so we were not allowed to go into the living room until my parents were with us.
0: We got spoiled on gifts, I feel like, at least twice. So there was one time at my dad's house where he he generally didn't do big Christmases, Mm -hmm. but this one year he did. And I remember, me and my sister went into the spare bedroom. We opened the door; all the gifts were in there, unwrapped. Oh no! And we—I don't know that we went through every single one, but we looked at <gasps> a lot of them. So oh, I knew a lot of what I was getting. That year, ales—it was like the biggest and only huge Christmas like that. And then he would just like oh. give us money after that. But then at my mom's house, did
1: he we, know that you got spoiled?
0: I don't know if he did or not. I wonder if that's why that was the biggest. And only big Christmas. He never did it again. He never did it again. I never, again. I never told him. I'll, I'll have to ask Heather That's and funny. see. But we also knew where my mom hid gifts. So I feel like occasionally we would go check out what was in the store, but she would buy gifts late sometimes. Mm-hmm. So you, there there wasn't as much of a possibility of getting spoilers with it. But yeah, I we, knew
1: where my mom hid them, but I did not look. I was like so curious and I loved looking at wrapped gifts and trying to guess what I thought it was. I still yeah. love doing that. Right. And I would, I would You're like, a sleuth. <laughs> you can't get much past me. No. But I didn't want to spoil myself. Like I didn't want to figure it out. So I definitely did not go peek at anything.
0: Yeah, I, I learned quickly that it was a bad idea, especially like the one of my dads totally ruined the surprise. Mm-hmm. And I think like I felt that
1: well, we weren't allowed to go in there, like in the living room, because we had like Santa would leave gifts uh-huh. and they would not be wrapped.
0: Okay. Oh, really? So the okay. ones that were
1: wrapped were from my parents and the ones that were not wrapped were from Santa. So that was why, because my parents wanted to see our reaction
0: yeah.
1: to the Santa gifts. Yeah. So that's why we had to wait, because they would go in first and then watch us walk out. Right. And I don't even think, you know, it's at such a different time. Like, I don't think they took pictures of us to get our reaction or anything like that. They just wanted to see it. And also funny to think about, because... Once Polar Express came out, yeah, uh, my niece was obsessed with it, and so for some people, Santa wrapped gifts.
0: Yeah, right? my Santa gifts were wrapped. They just said they were from Santa.
1: Right. So that movie definitely made things different in some households because all those Santa gifts were wrapped in the movie. Oh, so it kind of changed traditions. Family-wise, you know what I mean? I never
0: thought about that, yeah.
1: Yeah, anyway, random, but...
0: No, that's good info. (laughs) So we had a white Christmas down here once, didn't we?
1: Yeah, were you here for it? What year was it? I feel like it was 2010. I was home from Florida.
0: I can't remember if I was or not.
1: I had never, I think one time as a kid, we had had like a dusting of snow. Yeah. And that alone was enough to thrill me just that it had snowed a little bit, you know, but it, it wasn't anything to play in or, you know, right. just it, it almost looked just like frost yeah. in a way, but it made me really happy. But this was after living in Florida for at that point, eight years, I guess. And I hadn't seen snow in eight years right? because I only came home at Christmas and in the summer and it was the perfect, magical Christmas morning snow. Because it didn't even start Christmas Eve night. And my dad its one of my favorite memories of my dad because he knew how much I loved snow. Mm. And I didn't want to miss it. And he would get up early. And at that point, you know, I was in my 20s. I'm like, I don't want to get up (laughs) early for Christmas morning, you know. But he came and woke me up at like 6 a.m. because it was snowing. Oh, really? And so, I went out and we had these, like, my parents had, like, a cathedral ceiling with floodlights going out. So, we would always turn that light on, you know, to look out. Yeah. And it was just the big flakes. I
0: love those big, absolutely big flakes. Absolutely. Flakes.
1: <laughs> gorgeous. And it was laying and laying quickly. Yeah. You know. It was probably one of the main times that I was not mad about being woken up early. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just so cool. Like, my mom wasn't even up yet. I think she eventually, you know, we got her up, too. Because it was just the three of us at that point, because I was single. And, you know, my sister was married with her family at her house but it was completely covered. We probably got like six inches of snow or something. Wow. And in the South- That's a lot. That means you ain't going nowhere. Right. (laughs) And so that was the only kind of sad thing because my sister and her family didn't get to come over on Christmas Day. Yeah, I didn't
0: think about that. Because they didn't, Mm -hmm.
1: you know, they don't send out salt trucks or whatever.
0: Yeah, they don't plow. No, especially not like
1: the back roads or anything like that. Yeah, So they weren't. Getting over to us, Mm -hmm. you know, so we did it the day after Christmas, like our gift exchange and everything, but it was just such a wonderful day. And it's one of my favorite Mm -hmm. memories of like, I remember sitting in the living room and I think my mom was making breakfast and my dad was in the kitchen with her and they, my dad started, he was known for just belting out random songs. Yeah, (laughs) Like that's one of my favorite memories and you do that so often too. And, and so it always makes me smile because you remind me of my dad, but he built it out. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas yeah. and like my mom started. To sing it with them and they, oh, were, they were like singing together? trying to harmonize <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> and I just remember yeah. sitting there, like just smiling, listening to them. It was so cute. And he was like trying to correct her on the <laughs> harmonizing. <laughs> but not, you know, it was in a nice way, yeah, but it was just, right. you know, it was funny.
0: Well, your dad was a really good singer.
1: It was a good singer. Yeah. But that's cute. they were both in the choir, you know. Right. Right. Anyway, it was, uh, I love that.
0: Now up in New York. It would be like you'd always have snow on the ground other than like those one or two times. Yeah. So when you would get a lot of snow, that would stick out. There was a few Christmases where it snowed like three feet and that was noticeable because that was magical. Like it would get ugly at times Mm -hmm. in the winter because of all the salt and slush and everything would be brown Mm -hmm. everywhere. Yeah, it's not so pretty then. So then to wake up in the morning, no plows have come through yet to touch anything Mm -hmm. because they're not working right. Everything's just like this big white landscape, snow still falling. Those were the magical white Christmases that I remember.
1: Well, I think it was the last time that we were up there for Christmas that we were staying at Vernon and Sarah's house, Mm -hmm. his brother's house. And they live in the middle of a Christmas tree
0: farm. farm. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So you basically couldn't pick a better backdrop for Christmas. And we woke up to a blizzard. A blizzard. I mean, a it legit was legit blizzard. I felt like I was living in a snow globe.
0: Well, they they live right off the lake, so you get what's right. called lake effect snow. There yeah. was a band of lake effect snow that was coming right over their house, so it was a snow globe. You couldn't see further than maybe two thousand feet, mm-hmm. and snow was blowing, falling. It was freezing out.
1: <laughs> we were in our pajamas and we put on coats and hats and ran out there. Because I was like, we have to go take a picture with the snowy Christmas trees behind us. And we were freezing because the wind was crazy. And I mean, we literally could only stay out there long enough. To run out there, take a photo. And <laughs> There's some cute in. video there, It's that. like the best
0: video we've ever personally taken. I know. I it's, it's really so cute. cute. <laughs> it's <was> fun. <laughs>
1: and then we ran back inside. Yeah. I think that's also when Brandon tried to kill me with his coffee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> so strong. You got very strong I coffee. was not
1: prepared for that. No. I had like heart palpitations yes. that day.
0: <laughs> All right. Does that do it for our gremlins? I
1: think that's it for nice. gremlins. We, I think we could talk about Christmas stuff forever. And good yeah. thing because our next movie is is ah! <laughs> Home, Alone. Home Alone. So 1990. Yeah. It's the gift that keeps on giving.
0: It's a holiday classic at this point.
1: It is. Yeah. And another one that's not really a typical holiday theme. It is considered a Christmas movie, obviously, but it's got a lot of Bad things happening in it. <laughs> right, a, lot of,
0: a lot of cartoon violence.
1: <laughs> yeah. Nobody dies or anything. No. But, you know. So it's an American Christmas family comedy. And written and produced by John Hughes. And directed by Chris Columbus.
0: I think they said John Hughes wrote this in a weekend. Yeah. One weekend. It's amazing.
1: A lot of our information we actually got from watching the movies that made us. Yeah. On Netflix. You should definitely watch it.
0: And watch it now. Because yes. they're about to release the, the movies
1: that made us too. Oh wait, the, the holiday, holiday movies that movies made us. That made us
0: like it's coming out in like a couple days.
1: I'm so excited about it. Me
0: too. I can't wait to see what's on there.
1: And it will probably give us some some help, some cool facts to share with you on the podcast.
0: Some good info and insight.
1: Because I think we'll do a couple of these Christmas themed
0: podcasts. As we should.
1: As we should. So this one, it's funny to think about because. Chris Columbus had written The Goonies, mm-hmm. and he wrote Gremlins, and what else did he write? He wrote something else. Oh, well, Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah. But he that was his first... Wasn't that the he first direct, one he directed? That's the first one he
0: directed, yeah.
1: But this one... John Hughes actually hired Chris Columbus to direct National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and he was on set and everything.
0: I think he had started directing he it. He did. Yeah.
1: But he... And... Chevy Chase definitely butted heads. Butted heads,
0: yeah. And Chevy was like, "I don't know." As you. I think
1: I think Chevy Chase met butt heads with a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so Chris basically quit that, and then John sent Chris this script. And Chris didn't like it at first. No. He like would rewrite it a little bit and then send it back and forth. And And Chris really helped with the sentimental parts of it. The real Christmassy, good feels, like the church scene. The church scene,
0: yeah. That's the best example I think he gave.
1: And maybe like the end of the movie with when the parents finally came home. I feel like he really pushed for those kind of feel good moments. Which
0: made it into... What a it is, classic. absolutely. Yeah. Because
1: before, it, like, if it wasn't for those things, I don't think that it would have stood the test of time.
0: No, because, I mean, the other stuff's fun. Right, but, but there's you gotta n-
1: have a balance.
0: Right. It wouldn't be a Christmas classic without that stuff.
1: Yeah, a Christmas classic has to still give you the feels. Right, right. Because even like National Lampoon's gives you the feel a little bit. Absolutely.
0: They're trying to have a great Christmas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also interesting about this movie and something else that makes it the classic that it is, is that they got John Williams to score it.
0: Yeah, which they all thought was ridiculous. They wouldn't be able to get John Williams.
1: He scored Jaws, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and Superman.
0: Not sure if you ever heard of any of those. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So obviously, like he it is was, a, the it was a big composer.
0: Deal. Like, it's amazing what he has. What composed. a freaking
1: talent. Yeah. Because the score of Home Alone, just hearing like a little bar of it gives me chills. Yeah. You know, the same as like just the opening credits of Star Wars gives right. me chills. So, as we all know, this movie stars Macaulay Calkin as Kevin McAllister,
0: which is not his debut. He was in. Another movie with John Candy he was, Uncle yeah, Buck.
1: That John Hughes did. Yeah. Uncle Buck. And that that's why they ended up casting Macaulay.
0: Yeah. Well, he said he basically wrote.
1: Yeah, because he for loved him. working with them and yeah. he was like, What if I wrote a movie around an eight year old kid mm-hmm. and the studios didn't like that? Nope. Because they were used to centering a movie around a movie star. Okay, yeah. You know, like, like a, a big name. Sylvester Stallone or a <laughs> yeah. Tom Hanks or something like that.
0: I would love it if Arnold Schwarzenegger was in Home Alone, (laughs) somehow.
1: Well, they did have Joe Pesci.
0: They did have Joe Pesci. As Harry,
1: who, you know, was in Raging Bull, Goodfellas, Casino, My Cousin Vinny, The Irishman. He wasn't... The best behaved, though.
0: No, you Probably
1: wasn't. no Chevy Chase, but he hated early call times.
0: Because, because?
1: He wanted to play golf. He
0: wanted to go play golf. Which is so
1: <laughs> funny. It reminds <laughs> me of your dad. I know.
0: <laughs> like, this acting is getting in the way of my golfing.
1: <laughs> this like, wait a minute. This <laughs> of money acting is getting in the way of my hobbies.
0: The reason you can golf so much is because of your acting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You your priorities straight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I think that, well, they said that he complained a lot about... Some of the script.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you can see it, too, where he probably didn't feel a line. Yeah. Where they're, like, clinging uh, crowbars together. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Crowbars up. Crowbars up. You could tell he didn't like that. And he also felt weird not being able to curse. So he kind of created his own language that felt like cursing. It's like
0: cartoon cursing.
1: Yeah. Who was it like? Like Yosemite Sam or something like that? Yes. You know, where it was, like, a bunch of gibberish. (laughs) Yes. So then... There was Daniel Stern cast as Marv. He start in I'm Dancing as Fast as I Can with Pesci. So they were already friends. So they cast him and they cast him for a certain amount of time. They ended up telling him that they needed him for like just two more weeks. Yeah. And he asked if he would be making more money. And they said no, because they, they had a low budget for yeah. this movie. Like eleven what, 10 million. million? $11, $11 million. million dollars, yeah. Which sounds like a lot, but it's not for making a big studio film. And they said, no, we're not going to give you more money. And he's like, then I'm out. Yep. So they cast then Dan Roebuck, which I don't really.
0: Well, go look him up. If you go look up Dan Roebuck, you'll see his face. And he was like, sort oh, of familiar. He's like a character actor that yeah. I've seen in things. And I guess he would have been OK.
1: Yeah, but it didn't work out. No. I guess maybe the Columbus didn't like it. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't. It didn't work. So they ended up getting Daniel Stern back, and you know, he was on that the movies that made us. And he's just like, Can you imagine? Like, that would have he's been like, the What one, an idiot! <laughs> the <laughs> you're one like, to you're let right, get away.
0: Because this, I mean, to be honest with you, I feel like for at least the next 50 years, this movie will be watched absolutely, you know, and to even if he doesn't get paid for it, even if he just made X amount of dollars and that's it, to have something that you worked on mm-hmm. live for that long has to matter to you For sure. you know yeah. so he has to be glad that he Oh
1: you know he's thinking his lucky stars because he really hasn't I mean he's been in so you know he was in Diner and City Slickers and very bad things also did you know he voiced Kevin Arnold like the adult version of Kevin Arnold in The Wonder Years
0: He's like the host. He's the
1: voice. He's the one that's telling he's the telling
0: story. He's telling the story? Yeah. No, I didn't. That's him? That's him. That doesn't sound like him.
1: Isn't that cool?
0: That's crazy. Yeah.
1: Anyway. That's those iconic are great, too. Those are great things. Yeah. But like, I loved The Wonder Years, but I didn't know that was Daniel no Stern. No You, you never saw him. Right. So if he hadn't done Home Alone, people mm-hmm. might not really, really know who he is. And right. they kind of know. Like, he's more like a character actor. But when you see him, you know him from Home Alone.
0: Yeah. It's Marv.
1: So then there was John Hurd, who played Peter, Kevin's father. And he was in Beaches and Big, Awakenings, Sharknado.
0: He was in Sharknado?
1: Yeah. Wow. He was in, uh, more recently, Prison Break. And then he was in The Sopranos. Was
0: he in The Sopranos? I don't remember I don't know. I I mean, that was a long show.
1: I think that he won like an Emmy or something for uh, like a guest appearance. But I think he was on there over a period of time.
0: Mm. I I have to be forgetting him because I love The Sopranos.
1: But did you know that he passed away?
0: Yeah, you told me that. and I, I didn't know that he had actually passed yeah, away in he, 2017,
1: he, but he was way older than I would have thought. He was in his 70s. I don't know what happened with him, but sad to know, though.
0: Yeah, that is sad.
1: And then the person with, like, one of the best names I've ever heard, aside from, like, what was the Polly one from Gremlins? I forgot it now, but...
0: Wait, oh. It's
1: Polly something. Yeah. Anyway... Robert's Blossom.
0: Robert's Blossom. Old Man Marley.
1: Who also has passed away. Yeah. But you kind of expected that one.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was, he was old back then, though he did live till 2011.
1: I know. But he, he played Kevin's elderly neighbor, Old Man Marley, who was everybody was afraid of in the beginning. Yeah. and None of it was true. Rumors.
0: I'm trying to think if we had any neighbors <laughs> that we were scared of. I mean, we had like Mr. Felice behind us, but we weren't scared of him because we would go rampage in his yard. He had this really tall tree. We lived in three-story houses. Mm -hmm. This tree was taller than that, and I would climb his tree to the top. I can't think of a neighbor that we were scared of.
1: I don't think we had one either.
0: Yeah. I feel like we, well, our next-door neighbors, we weren't necessarily scared of. We just didn't get along with them. Mm. Some of them. There's one side we did, one side we didn't.
1: Gotcha. But Robert's Blossom, he was in. He had supporting roles in The Great Gatsby, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Ooh, I
0: wonder if that's Escape the link from
1: Alcatraz, Christine
0: Spielberg. He I mean, Spielberg. he definitely did Close Encounters.
1: He did, but this isn't Spielberg.
0: Yeah, but it's Chris Columbus, who is a prodigy yeah. of true, Spielberg. True, true, true. So I wonder if that's the link. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, maybe
1: so. And then the great Catherine O'Hara. The
0: amazing Catherine O'Hara. As I Kate, love her. <laughs>
1: Kevin's mother. People already knew of her from Beetlejuice. And she was in like Second City and stuff like that. But she she's a comedic actress. Yeah. Uh, now you may know her from Schitt's Creek as Maura Rose. David, <laughs> The best. And then just too many siblings and cousins and aunts and uncles.
0: To it's talk about full. here. It is a house full.
1: You know, I can't go through the IMDB. No,
0: we don't need of to. Of all
1: of this, but yeah. you all know who they are. So we know Home Alone is centered around Kevin, who's an eight-year-old boy. We see that he is sent to bed because he was being... A- <laughs> A little bit of a jerk, right? Yeah. You
0: know, running around the house, acting crazy.
1: I don't even remember, like, what did he do that he got in so much trouble?
0: Um, so they were all down there, he got mad about the pizza and Oh, because they like, didn't
1: order him a cheese pizza. No, they did,
0: but then they ate it, and then Buzz started oh, pretending he, like he was throwing up.
1: Right. So he And he like
0: him. pushed him and it like he fell over a whole bunch and of stuff. And knocked
1: all the milk and the coke yeah, yeah, all over he, the he plane a whole tickets ruckus. and the passports. Yes. Which I never, it never stood out to me before that his dad threw a Kevin's plane ticket. Yeah, we
0: saw that. I'm like cleaning up. Actually, we rewatched it not too long ago. Yeah, and then re. Rewatched it, right? And we both saw it on the re rewatch. they yeah. we are like, "Whoa!" He just threw away their his plane ticket. their plane ticket Which in the trash. Makes
1: sense as to why they wouldn't have caught that he wasn't on the plane, even it though does. they didn't really it follow does. The protocol yes. anyway. We'll but
0: talk about that in a little bit.
1: Yeah, but anyway, he gets in trouble. Right? The whole house is like freaking chaotic. And you have a big family, right? So we've definitely experienced, like, vacations where everybody's there and there's a lot going on.
0: It is chaotic. So
1: I can see that. And especially if you were all together, like, getting ready to leave to go on a trip out of the country. Yeah. Like, it would be a lot of running around because there's a lot of young kids, some teenagers.
0: Well, they're like, hey, eight-year-old, pack your suitcase for this. <laughs> pack However- <my> suitcase? <laughs> right. <laughs> However long European trip, Make you pack your own suitcase. Yeah, that
1: probably wouldn't happen now. Not happening. (laughs) Pack my suitcase.
0: Well, I don't think it would have happened back then. He couldn't pack his own suitcase. He doesn't know know what to bring.
1: But so he gets in trouble for pushing Buzz and causing this spill and all of that and gets sent to the attic. It's this whole thing. He gets sent to the attic. The family goes to bed and there's a.
0: Well, he tells his mom, I I hope I never see any of you ever again. Oh, yeah. Say that again. It might come true. Y- you, you'd feel really bad if that came true,
1: right? And oh, so, is that when he's like, "When I grow up, I'm living alone."
0: No, that's before I'm then. Living alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's when oh. Joe Pesci is downstairs casing the, the joint. <laughs> this is later on, and, and he says, "I hope I never see any of you again."
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his I mom's hope you like, don't mean that. Yeah, "Yeah, I hope you
0: don't mean that." So he says it again, and then he goes to sleep.
1: So they almost make you think, like, with the windstorm coming into yeah. town, like it's some sort of magic like, magic, like the wish came true. Christmas
0: magic is happening
1: because the windstorm makes the power go out, and because the power goes out, the alarms go off. Because this is before the age of smartphones. Yeah, well,
0: nowadays. In our house, if the power goes out and then comes back on, <laughs> all the smart stuff comes back on.
1: Yeah, and you're your mainly the the lights. entire house is lit up like Christmas.
0: I mean, as bright as it can be, it goes to on
1: 100%. Right. Well, because that's what we were talking about. It. And I was like, but I feel like I would have woken up when the power went out. And you're like, no, you wake up when the power comes back on yeah. because our entire house lights up. And you now, hear everything summer, turning back on.
0: In the summer, we would probably notice it because a... The AC goes out and two, the fan would turn off
1: (laughs) and D and
0: D (laughs) we'd get really hot in the bed.
1: (laughs) Right. True. (laughs) Anyway, the power goes out. Power goes out. And the parents wake up and they realize we we slept slept in. in! <laughs> and, and you know yes, yeah. montage. Yeah, montage of the house running around run
0: and fed up. Yeah.
1: Getting out of the house. And then she has the older cousin count and just so happens that the neighbor kid comes over.
0: Same height, age-ish as Kevin.
1: And she counts him from behind, assumes it's Kevin. So that's where he gets counted.
0: And they're short one ticket because the ticket got thrown away.
1: Right. Although I don't think anybody was counting tickets at that point.
0: But that's why they realized when they were handing the lady the tickets.
1: Oh, well, but- I mean, Or when,
0: that's why they, they didn't get brought up when they were handing the lady the tickets. Yeah,
1: but they don't even show her counting the tickets. They don't? No, she's just like counting people. She ho- she's holding the tickets in her hand and she's counting people. This is after they've run through the, right. so the they're famous short, airport scene.
0: They're short one ticket.
1: Yeah, but they don't show her counting the tickets. They just run in to get on the plane. She's uh-huh. got the tickets in her hand and she's like counting people as they go in. Pre-9-11. That, yes, never, this would, is all, that would yeah. never would have happened now. It's
0: very jarring to see them, first of all, sprinting through... The airport straight up to the gate. Yeah. For those of you who haven't flown pre 9-11, mm-hmm. you wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> have any idea that you could bring your family with you to, to the, the gate. air, to the gate. Yes. You'd be like, oh, I'm going to give you a hug at the gate and as it was I board the plane. great because you have
1: somebody wait with you. Yeah. You know, I remember the first time I ever flew, I flew to LA yeah. by myself, but my parents actually like took me to the airport because I think I flew out of like Nashville. Yeah. And... They came and like sat with me at the gate until I left. Yeah, I was scared. I mean, I was like 21 because, yeah, I was out there for my 21st birthday.
0: You'd never flown before? No. Oh, wow.
1: Because we didn't fly anywhere for trips. My mom has still never flown to this day. That's crazy. I know. But we just drove everywhere. So that was my first flight to go visit my friend Kimberly in LA. I
0: feel like my first flight was to Indianapolis Mm -hmm. on the way to Albuquerque.
1: Okay. But it was scary being my my first flight and I was by myself.
0: (laughs) I'll share a story about that later. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) On my side anyways. I wasn't scared though. I had, I had a good time.
1: I mean, I was. I didn't really know to be scared. I was just scared of the unknown. Yeah. You know.
0: I'm scared now. I hate flying now. He does
1: hate flying now. I've, I've been.
0: I've been made to be scared of flying.
1: <laughs> but where were we? The airport. All the craziness.
0: Well, whose fault do we think it is that Kevin got left in the first we place?
1: Discuss this. I honestly blame the mom and I hate to mom shame. Yeah. I just, you know, and I'm not a parent, but I have, I was a teacher for a very long time and I understand you don't just count once. No. As a teacher, we counted around every corner that we walked past, like in a line. Yeah. You continuously count because you might lose somebody along the way because they might trail off.
0: Especially if there was like 15 kids in this movie. Right. How that's not priority one in your mind is crazy.
1: Like, I understand it's chaotic. I I understand you're late, but you're trusting like a teenage girl.
0: Yeah. To do the count for you. And that's like a big thing that they focused on in the movies that made us was how can we sell the fact that this would have happened? Right. Because I don't think this would have happened to a real mom. Mm -hmm. I I just don't. I think a real mom would have, first of all, focused on... Her kids, the the core group. There wasn't that many. Yeah, core she group. had
1: like five kids, maybe. Yeah.
0: So it's it's easy to be like, oh, my kids are here. Yeah. Then let's see if everybody everybody else, else is
1: worry here. about your own kids.
0: Exactly, Uncle. Who's the uncle? Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank. Yeah. You worry about your kid.
1: Yeah. So she finally realizes, like, she gets on the plane. She's up there, up in first class, while the kids are all in yeah. <laughs> coach. Uncle and, Frank
0: is like, oh. oh Fill, fill this up, fill this up all the way. Which I can't believe him. I would do the same thing.
1: Yes, yeah, that's but the best part about he's first like, class.
0: He's stealing silverware and stuff like that. Or oh, yeah, crystal. He's having
1: his wife put the crystal in her purse. But this is
0: real crystal. He's like, ding! Now,
1: ding. have we ever done that? No. No?
0: From an airplane? No.
1: No, not from an airplane.
0: <laughs> <laughs> salt and pepper shakers, isn't it? Didn't no. we steal the, the, the tiny salt and pepper shakers? Oh,
1: wait. Well, no, that was from, like, room service. That doesn't count.
0: What are you talking about?
1: Because I also have taken, like, the tiny hot sauce bottles and ketchup bottles from room service because those are super cute. Yeah. But those are ours because we paid for them. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about, like, the little tiny like a beer thing from World of beer
0: oh the beer glass yeah i mean it was like a beer shot glass
1: it looked like a yeah it looked like a beer like the uh, the fancy like that you would get what's it called that you would get a craft beer in
0: no it looked it looked like but
1: it was a shot glass.
0: like a brandy glass a huge brandy glass you know that's got that shape that you swirl brand, yeah. brandy around in yeah shrunken
1: but they also serve 26. craft beers and
0: something like that. They do, yeah.
1: Yeah, but it was like a shot glass.
0: Well we did take that. We did. Not it because was on it, your
1: birthday. Not because it was, because here, it was, was
0: expensive. It, it, was was cute. it was unique. It was unique. Yeah. Right? Uncle Frank's taking it because like this is real crystal. I'm gonna turn this into the pawn shop yeah. or something. We took it because it was cool. And right. we still have it.
1: <laughs> the only other thing I think that I've taken is like ramekins from a restaurant because I didn't want to put like butter or a sauce like just in there in my to-go Listen, dish. those
0: ramekins are really useful. Okay. I just put ketchup in it this week.
1: <laughs> we only have like two of them. It's just
0: two of them, but they're super useful because they're just the right size.
1: Yeah. But anyway, it made me laugh because other than that, it's not like we're not putting like good crystal in our in a bag.
0: Oh, we did take the towels. <laughs> <laughs> from, from
1: the list from goes on Cardival. and on. We do have this carnival pool towel. They're so big. <laughs> except they're falling apart now. We and barely even use them. Anyway, so they're in first class. The parents yeah. are up there and she's just like, I just have that feeling like, you know, they, they think that she left like the iron on or yeah. the oven on or something. And the garage, the door. garage door's open. And he's like, that's it. We that's did. It. I left and, it open. And they did. And then she's like, no, that's not it. And then all of a sudden it just hits her. And she's like. Kevin, come on, Kevin. <laughs> That's where they realize they left him at home and she's like beating herself up. And they're, you know, they have to wait till they get off the plane before they can yeah, start attempting to get it's back funny home to him.
0: Because they start using that term. He's home alone which yeah. you know of course is the name of the movie and then they everybody keeps saying that like i've got a son who's home alone mm-hmm. like that's a understood phrase yeah which always struck me as odd like
1: you don't think that was a phrase before the movie
0: no really if you told that to a police officer i've got a son who's home alone that wouldn't mean what it means that he wouldn't know that he's been left by himself Alone while you're in Paris. Well, you know? yeah,
1: because we were home alone a lot as kids. Yeah,
0: I was home alone all the time. The
1: difference is he's home alone and no one's coming home.
0: He's been accidentally because we're left out of home the alone. Right, because we're <laughs> in another country. Right.
1: So back home, Kevin is initially excited about being home alone, right? Bounce he's having bed. a great time. He's jumping on his parents' bed, eating popcorn, eating junk food. What does he say? He's eating junk and watching rubbish.
0: Watching rubbish.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's going through his brother's stuff in his chest yep. with the playboys and the, and he's junior the other mints. playboy
0: and junior men
1: <laughs> he sleds down the stairs where he burst through the front door uh or no i guess the door he leaves the door open so he can. He go does
0: well. leave the door open and sleds through the front open front door
1: yeah yeah, yeah. good
0: job though. but still yeah that's awesome I mean,
1: great idea but dangerous right Very his dangerous. mom would never let him do that I'm sure.
0: i tried to sled down just our porch front stairs and it didn't go well
1: no <laughs> We would just do the thing where you would, you know, the stairs going down to our basement. I mean, it was carpeted at the time. and
0: we You would, would sled down those? No,
1: no, no. Not sled. We would just sit on our bums and...
0: A slide.
1: And slide down. Oh, but you know God. where you'd get momentum and you're like, boom, 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 boom. No. I mean, it hurt too, so I don't even it know why would. we did it. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> but that was, you know, that was loud. Yes. But things take a turn when he realizes... That he's got two burglars. Bandits. Bandits. The wet the bandits. The wet bandits. Trying to, casing Case you know, in his joint. Case in his joint. That when he sees them, when it first happens, does he overhear their plans.
0: So he first sees Joe Pesci in the house as the cop. Sees yeah. his gold tooth.
1: Right, right. Bing. That's what And
0: I'll then remember. he sees Joe Pesci just in a van as not a cop. Yes. Bing. And then the van follows him. He runs home. Throws the party with the silhouettes.
1: But how did did he overhear them say he was coming, they were coming back at nine o'clock that night or something. And that's when he was ready to he make did. it look like the party.
0: Yep. No. Which is
1: like the best scene ever.
0: I believe the I'm going to protect my home, mm-hmm. which is when he overhears them uh, as far as when they're coming back is after the silhouette oh, okay. party.
1: Okay. The second time. Yeah. All right. But he somehow knew they were coming.
0: He did. He overheard them saying what time they were coming.
1: Because that's when he did the party. Oh. Like, how did he know to have the party going?
0: Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah. You're probably right.
1: And then another time when they showed up was when he was playing the the gangster movie. You're lousy,
0: no good keister.
1: Off my property. Off my property. Which, by the way, did you know that that is actually a movie within a movie, like, they filmed that. That, that blows is, my mind. That was not a movie that they were just playing. it's like,
0: what's it called? Like Angels oh, something or other. I, I forget it. what it is. It's okay.
1: No, I have it written down somewhere. So it was called Angels with Filthy Souls. Yes. So it parodies a 1938 crime film called Angels with Dirty Faces. Ah, uh, okay. But I loved hearing that because I yeah. just always, the whole this whole time I thought that that was just an actual movie they
0: were playing. I just assumed that was a real movie.
1: So, you know, like we said, with the having to defend his house, you know, he realizes that they're going to keep coming back and he comes up with this just... House of Horrors, basically.
0: Yeah. To a protect cartoon his home, House of Horrors.
1: Where he takes, you know, Marv and Harry through the ringer.
0: Yeah. He um, punishes them.
1: Yeah. Nails through the foot, like iron to the face,
0: paint cans to the face, icy stairs. Makes
1: the stairs, icy. Uh, like,
0: micro machines.
1: Micro. Yeah. Burns off Joe Pesci's
0: Burns head. his head. Yeah. Shoots him with a BB gun.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of craziness. And they just keep coming after him. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you've got Marv. Marley. Yeah. Old man Marley, who he had bonded with at the church and learned learned his story so he knew he could trust him. He was a good a good dude. He's the one that ends up, you know, saving him. Yeah, because because they do catch up with him at the end.
0: The bandits catch him, hang him up on a hook by his sweater, and then they're gonna do all the stuff to him. Rip
1: off his finger. Yeah, Yeah, like do all the stuff that he did. That he did to to them. them,
0: yeah. But then old man Marley comes up, bashes him in the head with a shovel, which is what Buzz had said that's how he killed everybody in the beginning.
1: That's true. And, oh my gosh, <laughs> I never even thought of that. So yeah. What if it, it could be true?
0: <laughs> Maybe it is true. <laughs> Maybe it's oh, true. Oh, you just
1: turned that all upside down <laughs> for me. <laughs> but Kevin had called the police too before that happened. He's a very smart kid. And because their signature was to leave the water running in their They're houses. The wet bandits. That's how they were able to track all the homes that they had hit.
0: We're like, oh, we know everywhere you've been now.
1: Yep. Ah, f- and, you know, at the end of the day, Kevin's family makes it home Christmas morning as the snow is beautifully falling outside. A white Christmas, just yes. like we talked about. Right. And we actually learned that that beautiful snow in that beautiful scene was actually
0: potato flakes. Literal potato flakes that then rotted Yeah, <laughs> after they blew them everywhere.
1: They said that it was like unseasonably warm that year in yeah. Chicago. Like, 60s, you know, so they weren't getting snow. Oh. And they all knew that when you get the page, because <laughs> this was in 1990, they were going to page everybody, yep. uh, that that meant that it had been snowing it's and snowing, you better go you to this there. house right. in the suburbs of Chicago. They only used that house for Exterior the exteriors. exteriors, yeah. um, but they knew they had to go to that house. Mm-hmm. To get the snow shots. And it did finally snow, but they still added in the potato flakes for the big flakes.
0: Yeah, because it wasn't snowing quite as heavy as they needed.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm glad they did because it was gorgeous. It was. That's a beautiful scene.
0: It did look like big, thick snowflakes. Yeah,
1: I love that kind of snow. Yeah, me too. So some other fun facts aside from the potato flakes. Well, we know there was a cameo by John Candy. Yep. May he rest in peace as Gus Polinski, the polka musician who helps Kate get back home. He did it as a favor to John Hughes because they were friends. He worked for one whole day. Like it was 23 hours of filming. And they said they didn't think he realized it was going to be that long of a day. Like
0: the entire 23 hours they used him. Right.
1: And the crazy thing is that he got paid to scale. He got paid four hundred and fourteen dollars for Home Alone, which was less than the pizza guy made. Yeah. The guy who delivers the freaking (laughs) pizza, little Nero's pizza or whatever it was.
0: We disagree on this, but they say (laughs) everything in the house was red and green. Wallpaper, furniture, kitchen. It is so
1: true and crazy how I never realized it before. And now that's all I see when I watch it.
0: My problem is the only thing I see that is not green or red are the countertops in the kitchen. To me.
1: No, they're green. They're blue.
0: (laughs) No, they're blue.
1: Little white Christmas. (laughs) But they're they're, they totally look like an emerald, deep emerald green to me. And I think that's what they're meant to be. But they they appear like a teal blue to you.
0: Could be the TV that I'm watching or not.
1: (laughs) Could be. And okay, so we said they used the house for the exteriors. The rest of the set was built in a high school gym, which was really cool to see um, how they like planned all that out. And weird to think about all these scenes you're seeing are you're actually <laughs> inside
0: just a high, a high school, school gym.
1: And it's the same gym that they used for um, Uncle Buck and Ferris Bueller. Yeah, other John Hughes. It's
0: in Chicago, it's, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, in the burbs. So even though it didn't have a great, you know, a high budget. And people didn't have a lot of high hopes for it. Because it ballooned
0: from eleven million up to fourteen million, and got handed off from
1: Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers to, to, Fox.
0: to Fox. Like Fox kind of stole it from because uh, Warner Brothers was. Well, like, they dropped it. It's over. It's over budget. We're dropping the film. We're, we're stopping production. And
1: Twentieth Century Fox like swept like, in. Hey,
0: we'll take this. You yeah. guys work for us swooped
1: now. Swept in. Swept in. S-
0: yeah, one of them <laughs> swooped.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they swooped. Sna- they snatched them up. <laughs> uh it was number one in the box office for 14 weeks that is huge we all know christmas does not last 14 weeks no no we would love for it to but it doesn't no it was the third highest grossing film of all time worldwide as well as the u.s and canada behind only star wars and E.T. Yeah.
0: I don't know that I saw it in the theater.
1: I remember seeing it in the theater with really? my parents. That's awesome. Yes. I just remember. I mean, and the whole theater was just cracking up. Were they? At all. I, I don't. At that point. I mean, I was 90. I was, you know, 11. Yeah. And I don't think at that point I had ever been to a movie in the theater where I heard people that many laughing. people laughing. Right. Right. That much for that long. (laughs) It was the, I mean, almost the entire movie. Once the stunt started, the laughter did not stop. They thought (laughs) it was the funniest thing. I mean, I did too, but it's just really funny to think about.
0: Right. I can still remember my stepfather, Rick, watching it and hearing him laugh. And cringing as like yeah. Marv steps yeah. on the, the nail. And we still you know, that do that stuff, when right? we You're watch like, oh, it now. Oh, we've no. seen it a gazillion
1: times and <laughs> yeah. you still cringe. <laughs> like, no. that that's one, That is one that is definitely like a theater moment, though, that I, I mean, I can hear the laughter in my head. That's awesome. And I've seen a lot of movies in theater. Right. It was also the highest grossing Christmas film that was only surpassed by Dr. Seuss's The Grinch in 2018. Oh, wow. So is really? that that's like the Benedict Cumberbatch Grinch. The most recent one, 2018.
0: There, there was a different one?
1: Yeah. You don't remember? Like Tillman was watching that a lot when we were up there.
0: No, I never Western paid attention to it.
1: It's like a new cartoon version of The Grinch, but it's a longer, it's like a full feature film. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's good. But what's funny is like Roger Ebert of Siskel and Ebert gave the film a two and a half out of four
0: stars. And, and two, thumbs, two down.
1: thumbs down.
0: Two thumbs down. Two thumbs
1: down. Boy, was he wrong. Yes. Some other things about Home Alone that are just funny, like stand out things for us. The scary basement. I know you had a scary basement.
0: Our basement was terrifying.
1: Yeah, I've only been down there once,
0: and it's been redone, so it was it's less scary. Cracked
1: my head. Oh, yeah, walking the ceiling.
0: Very low. It
1: hurt so bad. And it was my first time being up in New York for Christmas with you. My first time meeting. I mean, I had met most of your family, but it was my first time meeting some people. And I cracked my head so hard.
0: Because it's like the split staircases yeah. where the staircase is above you. It it's like double so split bad. staircases. Yeah. So you whacked your head on the ceiling. I really thought, I thought it was going to
1: be like bleeding or yeah. something. It, it didn't. But I remember trying to like act like I was You're fine like, oh. because I was so nervous, like <laughs> right. being around everybody.
0: Oh, poor thing. <laughs> but that basement was scary then, but it, it used to be even more scary because it is like a basement from 1909. Right. But I remember my, my stepdad had this thing where it was like a weasel battling a cobra <laughs> what? it was like this statue essentially but not like made out of stone like it looked like it was real where That's this
1: amazing cobra
0: was fighting this creature i wish uh, i
1: had seen that
0: i bet you it is still down there somewhere that basement was super scary so i, I know all about scary basements
1: well me too i was terrified of our basement Even though, I mean, it's not like it really was scary. Mm -hmm. It didn't have any windows, so it was very dark. Yes. So I remember every time I would go down there, I would like close my eyes and reach my hand around the corner to turn the light on before (laughs) I would look. Right. And then, though, when you had to leave to go back upstairs, you had to turn the light off. Would you run? My dad was a stickler about keeping, you know, turning the lights off when you left a room. I would take off running. To this day... I will go a little fast going up the stairs from the basement.
0: At the old house when I would I would be walking up the stairs from that basement mm-hmm. I would get my hustle on.
1: Me too. I only lived in that house for like two years or something and I definitely <laughs> did that too because the laundry was down there and I yeah. remember when I had to go upstairs I would I would run. I just always I'd always have that feeling like somebody's chasing me up the stairs. Right. But so th- in this basement in the Home Alone basement this most recent time we watched was the first time I ever saw like the Halloween decorations and there's this weird pig mask.
0: Yeah, I didn't see that either until you pointed so it you, out So
1: you all need to try to find that when next time you watch. And then of course there's all the mannequins because Kate is like a fashion designer or whatever.
0: Yeah, I guess that's her job.
1: I assume so because there are mannequins everywhere. Yeah. I don't know if they ever actually talk about that.
0: They don't say what she does. I just assume that because when Kevin's doing like the puppeteering stuff. right? I mean, why
1: else would all that be there? Right. All right. So tell me your favorite moments.
0: I really love... The church scene, yeah, and it's funny because that's what Chris Columbus like fought to mm-hmm. have in that movie, mm-hmm. but it does kind of like separate sections of the movie, and, yeah, and really it takes gives you out
1: it, of all the chaos.
0: It does. It, it's just this different moment, and it's a prep for what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. But it's also like the a calm good,
1: before the storm.
0: It is the calm before the storm. So I really like it. But I I love all of the traps and the the cartoon violent stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: They're they're all great, but most iconic for me. And it still makes me laugh every single time it happens because I feel like it's real. I don't think that it's a put on Mm -hmm. is when they put that tarantula. Oh, yeah. On Marv's face.
1: He still screamed the other day when we watched it.
0: And he screams. (laughs) (laughs) That is I feel like that is the most guttural real scream ever. Yeah. I don't know if that's an actual tarantula on his face, but I feel like it, it is. It sure
1: looks like it.
0: It looks I they feel like the say leg moves. When we watch the thing. They don't, but I feel like it's the legit. <laughs> and if I were Marv, what's that scene. Scream. great scream. I would have just gotten into my actual inner character and screamed like that because that that thing had the fattest butt, like the fattest <laughs> spider butt. Ever. Right on his face. Fighting it was a amazing. Big old
1: butt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about you?
1: Well, the church scene is also one of my faves. Yeah. And I love the whole scene where he creates the party, Yeah. rocking around the Christmas trees playing. You know, he's got the Michael Jordan cut out, going around, around on the train. Very Chicago of them. Very Chicago. He's got the mannequins dancing. It just I mean, and it fools them.
0: It does. You know? It looks cool from the outside.
1: I just remember watching that. As a kid, and thinking like that is amazing. Brilliant, this kid So smart, a genius. It was really cool, and just a fun scene. uh And then, of course, the snow at the end, and and when he runs to hug his mom, like yeah. the look on his face. You know, at first, like she's afraid he's mad at him, and then he finally like smiles and runs to hug her. Like it always gives me chills. Yeah, and
0: I can hear the music, like doo, yeah.
1: doo, 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 doo That's so good. <laughs> And then um, just a funny moment, but, and we kind of said it a minute ago, but I <laughs> love when Buzz is like calling off, like he's rattling off the list to, I think, one of his siblings as to why he's not worried about Kevin yeah. being home alone. And I just love that he's like, A, <laughs> da, 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 two, da, 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 and D, Da, 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 da. It's just great. I think I feel like he does that in Home Alone too. Also,
0: I think he does. Yeah, there are some similar beats in Home Alone too. <laughs> yeah, but it's still a fun movie.
1: Oh yeah, it is. It is. We just rewatched it, and I actually didn't remember a lot of it. You know, I mean, I know I watched it, but yeah, it was a fun one. So this family like packing up and going to Paris like is this big group, right? Did your family ever go on big vacations for the holidays?
0: Not necessarily like big vacations. I feel like we went and visited my grand mother in Iowa once. And I had this electronic baseball game in the early 80s where it was literally like a single large LED bulb that would go like blink, blink, blink. And that was the baseball.
1: Was it shaped like a diamond? or It it was
0: shaped. The whole thing was shaped like a diamond.
1: I feel like maybe my next door neighbor Rob had that.
0: So I had that and I played that as much as I could. Uh And I fell asleep because we had to travel to Iowa Mm -hmm. from New York. I feel like for Christmas, I I, I might have it wrong Mm -hmm. as far as when we traveled, but I feel like it was for Christmas. Okay. And I don't remember many other trips because our family was so large i mean what are they going to do they're going to bring all their gifts with them and stuff like that so yeah we didn't we didn't go a lot of places
1: did you guys ever go out of the country at all together
0: not for christmas we traveled to canada once i think i saw the northern lights I that's think, so cool on that trip
1: i'm jealous we'll do it one day
0: yes what we never you?
1: like traveled at christmas time we always stayed at home you know we would go to my grandparents and stuff like that but right and we never traveled a lot of the country either but one of my favorite things not from childhood but traveling to traveling during the holidays was yeah. when you and i went to the uk our honeymoon.
0: It was amazing.
1: Two years ago. Most people, I feel, go go to like tropical places for their honeymoon. But we chose, we're big Liverpool Football Club fans. Yes. And we, you know, definitely wanted to go there anyway to see a game. And we decided to go on our honeymoon. You know, we got married in November. And so we just held off a little bit so that we would be there during Christmas time. Yep. During the festive season of soccer and our Premier League soccer.
0: Which is a very busy season game wise.
1: It is. There's Boxing Day. There's a lot going on. It was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of fun.
1: But it was just really cool. And also crazy because it, there were times like the streets were so empty. It felt like we were on a Universal Studios yeah, back lot. It's like
0: you're on a movie lot. We because are in the middle in of England. A, a city, <laughs> yeah. like a major city. And it is empty. Yes. Except for... One person.
1: Oh, he was so creepy, who too. Who was
0: walking behind us.
1: And he probably wasn't creepy, but he just no. felt creepy because he was walking behind us. And it, there was it no one creepy, else out there. Right.
0: We were out there in the middle of a city, like, checking stuff out because everybody's doing their thing and nobody is out. Literally, no one. That was no on one. Christmas Day, though. That was Christmas Day, and we we're like, let's go for a walk. And we waltzed around town, checked it out.
1: We just bounced around from hotel bar to hotel bar because those are the only ones open.
0: Yeah, there was like 10 hotel bars open. We went to like four of them.
1: Yeah, but it was fun. <laughs> it was a lot
0: of fun. It was a good experience. It, and was it was really cool. It was fun to see kind of like the differences between our Christmas cultures.
1: Yes. And it's cool how they do like Christmas they call them feasts? What do they call them? Like people like basically, you know, you make reservations to have your Christmas meal. Yeah. Usually like at a hotel restaurant or something like that or, you know, regular restaurant.
0: Yeah, because that was hard to get.
1: It was very hard to get. You had to make reservations for everything. Yeah. And then they also do like a boxing day tea. They do the afternoon tea.
0: Boxing day is the day after Christmas.
1: Yes. Yeah. If you didn't make reservations, then you were basically screwed. I yeah. mean, that's we were lucky we had room service for a lot of that.
0: Yeah. I feel like- like we wouldn't have gotten to eat anything for a
1: couple days there for a yeah. couple
0: days if we didn't do that mm-hmm. although was the tesco open
1: the tesco was open we would walk not to the christmas tesco.
0: day but probably boxing Day. yes yeah, christmas did. day you were literally sol other than the bars yeah so you're going to drink your meals <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> or have bar
0: food or have but bar food
1: the big thing for me was that i really wanted someone to say i wanted to hear happy christmas happy everywhere christmas, yeah. right and so i was really disappointed because people kept just Saying Merry Christmas to me. You're like, and I know they meant well, but I was like, look. I'm American. I don't need you to say Merry Christmas. I need you to be very British and say Happy
0: Christmas. <laughs> happy Christmas.
1: And finally, I think it was on Christmas Eve, someone said Happy Christmas to us. <laughs> and I was so happy. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's our only big like traveling over the holidays thing, but I would do it again. That was a lot of fun. Especially because we don't have children. So right. I feel like we might do that like maybe every third year. Yeah. Travel somewhere for Christmas. Right.
0: It's it was nice. a lot of fun to go to another another country and just experience Christmas there. It was, I had a lot of fun yeah. with you doing that.
1: I also think it would be fun, like, okay, like your side of the family, huge, but I think it would be fun if we all did a trip for Christmas.
0: I mean, if we did a home alone <laughs> Christmas like that, except <laughs> don't not forget to anybody. Maybe
1: another country or something, but like, even if we just all went to stay in like a ski village somewhere.
0: That would be fun. Yeah. You could stay in the, the, the U.S. is so huge yeah. and so diverse that you could almost go anywhere and get a similar experience. Other than the fact that it's a different culture. Yeah. Um, you can't really simulate that mm-hmm. in the U.S. We're right. all pretty similar. Mm-hmm. But you could definitely go to Colorado. You go to Utah. You go to Wyoming. Any of these places and hit a really cool ski village.
1: Yeah. Can't wait till we can travel again.
0: Yes. Soon, soon, soon.
1: I guess that was... That's pretty much all of Home Alone. I mean, yeah. I feel like we could talk about Home Alone forever.
0: Yeah, I but agree.
1: But I guess we'll we'll cut it off here. We need to talk about toys.
0: So I'm going to bring in one of of the toys I was super excited about to get. Yes. So I got one to keep, <laughs> I got one to play with. It's the re-release, it's not the original one, yeah. but it is so spot on. It is actually referenced earlier from the dude.
1: Oh, who voiced Stripe? Yes.
0: The voice of Stripe, Frank Welker. It's Soundwave.
1: Yeah. I got
0: Soundwave. And I got Buzzsaw.
1: Now, what's Buzzsaw?
0: So you got Soundwave. He's a boombox.
1: Right. You transformed him for me the other day. It was so cool.
0: You saw him in his robot form. Yeah. And then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because I showed you his tape. Uh So Buzzsaw is a tape. Okay. So you transform him into a boombox from a robot. Uh And then Buzzsaw and the other ones. Is he a
1: boombox or is he like a cassette player?
0: He's a boombox. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't disparage Sam He is a boombox. A
1: <laughs> full-on boombox. Yeah.
0: So he's got different tapes. This tape that I got is Buzzsaw, but he's got like Ravage. Uh, I can't remember the other ones, but... He's got a bunch of tapes that he can fire out that are different like animals. Oh. Buzzsaw is a like a pterodactyl or ravage is this dude with like uh, earthquake hands. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right.
0: But yeah, so this is one for me that I, I didn't have any. Well, other than Bumblebee. I had Bumblebee as mm-hmm. a child. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any Transformers toys. Actually, I had Bumblebee and clones of Bumblebee. It's like a, Bumblebee's yellow. There's like a red Bumblebee that I had. I can't remember, but I had pretty much just Bumblebee and nothing bigger than that so I always wanted these big ones and that's why I got Soundwave okay yeah very cool what about you
1: can you hand me that box
0: oh (laughs)
1: <laughs> Be careful with the box. The box yes. is a little beat up. A little beat up. So this one you got for me
0: mm-hmm.
1: as a surprise. Not a birthday gift, just a random surprise. Just
0: a surprise.
1: A couple months ago, actually. It is strawberry shortcake. And she comes with custard. <laughs> her little kitty cat. Yep. And this is an original. She's I'm trying to find the, the actual date. It's from Kenner. It says it says 1980, 1981.
0: Yeah, so it is early.
1: That is amazing. So, yeah, she she's definitely the one that I played with as a kid. Um, and we opened her. Well, she's kind of opened anyway because the box yeah. is, is falling apart a little bit. This one's definitely been opened, but she looks great. I mean, she's still, like, attached to the back of it. But... Um, I got her out to try to smell her.
0: Yeah, because I remember them smelling. Like yeah, she them.
1: smells like a, um, kind of like a library <laughs> and um, a grandma's house.
0: She doesn't smell like strawberry shortcake. She doesn't. Anymore, it's sad,
1: but I mean, can you blame her? She's. It's
0: been a long, long time. How
1: many years old? <laughs> she's thirty years old. No, forty years old.
0: Wow. Nineteen
1: eighty. Yeah, she's 40, forty years
0: old. Holy cow! You Better don't take look a easy. day
1: over five. No. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, it even says like doll and pet are strawberry scented, non toxic.
0: Doll and pet? I bet that is not true. Yeah. It (laughs) used to be.
1: I bet she was very toxic. I was so excited to get her. I also got one of her friends, but I'll talk about her another time.
0: Save that for later.
1: Yeah. I love strawberry shortcake. And she's still around. They just change her over time. It's weird to see her now though, because she they've definitely changed how she looks. Yeah,
0: she's different.
1: Yeah, but I loved her. I feel like I had I had her house shaped Ooh. like a strawberry.
0: Really? I never saw that.
1: Or maybe that was a carrying case too, kinda like the Love thing. It was a carrying case, yeah. But it also a house. And I had a bunch of the a bun- a bunch of her friends too. So much fun.
0: Absolute fun. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone.
1: Ho, ho, ho. Maybe we'll talk about a Christmas story next.
0: Maybe, maybe, maybe. You never all right. know. All right, we'll talk to you all soon. Bye. All Bye.
1: Christmas,
0: just like the ones I used to know. Where those trees are. Listen.